today in the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell us today, you need to get your eyes on the only one that can save you. And his name is Jesus. Now, all things have become new. And my infatuation has to be upon Christ Jesus. Him and Him alone. If I am truly born again and I walk after the Spirit, I am seeking godly things in my life. If you are not actively seeking God in your life, you need to question your salvation. If you're not looking for righteous things, you're looking in the wrong direction. I am to be actively seeking God. Amen. Our old sin attitudes are to cease. Our old fleshly desires are to pass away. Those things that we used to do that were contrary to kingdom principles, they are to stop in our life. The old lust and the old desires that governed our lives are to be buried under the blood. And they're to be buried so deep, they're to be slain and put under the blood to the extent that that dead man cannot claw his way out, but that he would live for God, amen, as one that has changed his life according to the word of God. Now, now, sinful relationships are to cease. Amen. And now I am to hunger and thirst after righteousness because the Bible tells me, Brother Walden, that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. You're to look for godly things, holy things, righteous things. Amen. Because this is pleasing unto the Lord. I want everyone to understand today That what you have felt in this place today is a fearful presence of God. But I want you to know when there is no world between us and Him, that place will be even more fearful. We are looking at Him today through the veil of flesh. We are looking at Him through four walls and lights and pews. But I want you to know one day that every knee is going to look upon Him. Every knee shall bow. Every mouth will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I would rather do it right here in this world and make myself right with the presence of God. Because above it, oh my God, above anything else, I've got to be saved. Bible says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world amen be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will 
of God. Amen. There are times in my life, living for God, even I as pastor, that I must remind myself that with my mind I serve Christ. In the struggles of flesh and the aggravation of things, I must understand today that with my mind I serve Christ. And as long as I can focus my mind on Christ, amen, then Christ can save me. When I lose the ability to focus on Christ, amen, Christ is losing me because of my decision, not because of his. Amen. If we go to verse 19 in 2 Corinthians, and I am reading these out of order, trying to build an order that maybe we can understand this concept. The word of God tells us to wit. To wit means to understand. He said to understand, and I want the church to know this, that church is more than a shout. To understand what the gospel is about. I want everyone to know that the gospel is not all Acts 2 and 38. 2 and 38, amen, is the plan of salvation. The gospel is this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I've got to be obedient to the gospel, which is, amen, to the end, Acts 2 and 38. I've got to repent of my sins. I've got to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ, the only name in which can save you. It is the only name given under heaven, amen, under men whereby we must be saved. No one was ever baptized in any other way in the Bible than in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. To wit that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses unto them with the church to hear me very clearly not imputing their trespasses unto them I want to say that again because we're going somewhere not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation Jesus said in Luke 19, having found Zacchaeus, chief among the sinners and the publicans, and he tells him, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down for this day. I must abide with thee. I want everyone to know that Zacchaeus, amen, was revolting. He was a vile little man that stole from people and robbed people. And when Jesus drew unto him, he said, Zacchaeus, today I must abide with you. And Zacchaeus turned and he said this. He said, I'm going to restore all that's been stolen. I'm going to give back everything, amen, that needs to be given back. Amen. And Jesus then began to Proclaim to the people amen, what salvation was really all about. Amen. He said, today I must abide with you. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Is what he told them. 
to seek and save that which is lost. To understand Zacchaeus was a Jew, a son of Abraham, a rightful heir of salvation. Jesus said it himself. But you and I were Gentiles. We were the vilest of people. Because we were not of the seed of Abraham. And Brother Bogle, we were qualified for salvation. (laughs) Ephesians 2 says this. That at that time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Strangers from the covenants of the promise. Having no hope without God in the world. I want us to understand this today. Because I feel that we as apostolics lose sight of this. I want to remind us all today. When you want to pass judgment on somebody. Of such were some of you. That's what Paul told the Corinthian church. Of such were some of you. Amen. So we need to understand. Amen. That at that time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Strangers from the covenant of the promise. Having no hope without God in the world. He said, but now. Everybody say, but now. But now in Christ Jesus. You who were afar off or may not. By the blood of Jesus Christ. For he is our peace who has made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. You who had no hope. You that were dirty and filthy. You that were lost. You that were sinners. You that were that had entirely no hope. Now he's broken down the wall. And the blood was shed and mercy was granted that you could know him. And then he said this after that. Having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. I want you to understand that before I came to the Lord, God was at war with me and I was at war with God. Now we want to diminish that and we'll say, oh, Bob's a good old boy. You're either for him or you're against him. And if you're not born again or at least have committed your life and living towards that promise, then I want you to know the blood of Christ is not for you, it's against you. And you need to understand today that if you step back into a world of sin freely committing and freely living and freely doing, I want you to know, amen, that there is once again enmity enmity between you and the Lord. Is that understood? Amen. For when we were yet without strength, In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. 
But God commendeth his love for us in that while we were yet sinners. While we were sinners. In our vilest, most revolting, evil, sinful nature and flesh. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I want to tell the church this today. You need to be careful that you don't trample the blood of Jesus Christ underfoot. God has called you to live a holy life. Now let's look at verse 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. In other words, he forgave us. He's cleansed us. He's blessed us. He's brought us to a place of righteousness and brought us to a place of salvation and brought us to a place of the goodness of God and brought us there. He hath reconciled me, Philip Cook, to Jesus Christ. He has reconciled Brother Nick to Jesus Christ. He's reconciled Brother Joe to Jesus. I've been reconciled, Brother Kevin, unto the Lord. And now I don't have to walk in condemnation. For there is therefore now no condemnation. Oh, to them which are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh. I don't have to walk around with my head hung down. I don't have to walk around in shame. I don't have to walk around in the guilt of my sin because he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I've been reconciled to Jesus. I was lost and undone, but today I'm saved. I've been reconciled to him. But he didn't stop there. The Bible said, and he has given us. Everyone say us. Us, Us, the ministry of reconciliation. What is the ministry of reconciliation? We're familiar with the fivefold ministry. Most of us can quote them, apostles, prophets evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We know the ministries in the church. Amen. Gifts of government, healing, and all of that. Those are given individually separate callings for the same purpose to edify the body of Christ. But the ministry of reconciliation is given to all of us. You might not be a prophet. You might not be a pastor. You might not be an evangelist. But whether you like it or not, you being born a son of God, you have been made. You have been made. Amen. In the image of Christ Jesus through a new birth experience. And you have been brought into the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. I I want us to know, and I I preach about this constantly. and, And I don't mean to sound redundant today. But I want us to know that if you... If you pray through and you come sit on a pew and you never do nothing with what you've got, I want you to know that if you're not careful, you'll wind up lost on that day. God has called you into ministry and you could say, well, he didn't call me into that fivefold ministry. No, but he called you into the ministry of reconciliation. That is your calling. Amen. As a matter of fact, any young preacher in this place that's wondering what their calling is, I want you to know that your first calling is the calling. Of the ministry of reconciliation. That is your calling. 
Amen. Elder Saints, your calling is the ministry of reconciliation. That is your calling. Amen. God has called us, amen, into a very deep calling and a deep purpose because that was Christ's calling. Amen. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us. This is in verse 18 of the scripture that we read to our hearing. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. The, the ministry of reconciliation is given to all, every one of us. What is the ministry of reconciliation? What am I called to do? At the core of what it is, reconciliation means restoring broken relationships. I want you to understand today that God has called every one of us to restore people to Christ and to restore broken relationships. And if you're living contrary to the purpose of your calling, you're stepping across the fence and you're heading towards that mount that is fearful and if it's touched by one, you can lose your life as God so said this morning. At its core, reconciliation means restoring broken relationships. Reconciliation is not easy. One of the hardest things that we'll ever do as Christians is to reconcile. Amen? And I know that, that there's many forms of reconciliation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be brief. I'm going to be as long as the Lord says. How about that? Reconciliation is not easy. Oh, how we wished we would. Oh, how we wished it was. You want to know why? Because we like easy. I love easy. Don't you love easy? Amen. But let's look at our greatest example. God reconciling us to him. How do I gauge my ministry of reconciliation? Amen. Brother McKeithen, I've got to understand in the ministry of reconciliation, I didn't deserve it. We want to talk about deserve. That has everything to do with pride. I deserve an apology. That's pride. I didn't deserve to be saved. The Bible said that there was enmity between he and I. And number two, Christ came to me. How about that? I'm not going to them. Well, you ought to go to them if Christ came to you. Who are you to say you won't go to somebody? Whether you realize it or not, God has prepared your heart this morning for this message. That old song says, the gulf has separated me from Christ my Lord. It was so vast a crossing 
that I could never afford. From where I was to his domain, it seemed so far. I cried, dear Lord, I cannot come to where you are. But he came to me. He came to me. When I could not come to where he was, he came to me. That's why he died on Mount Calvary. When I could not come to where he was. came to me. Number three, there was brokenness on his part and he was the innocent party. How about that? Number four, it was expensive. There was blood and sweat and tears Everybody that he needed in the hour of his need abandoned him. And either, even Peter, James, and John, his most beloved disciples, fell asleep on him when the world was on his shoulders. And he said, can you not tarry with me one hour? There was a crown of thorns. There was a cat of nine tails. There were nails of iron. There was an old rugged cross and a hill called Mount Calvary. If you think that you can't pay the price for reconciliation, I want you to know you need to look at Christ Jesus as your supreme example and know this. You need to look at everything he did for you to reconcile you back to him. Verse 20 says this. Now then we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us. That's the Berean study Bible. I love that. I'm going to read that again. Now then we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on our behalf, be reconciled unto God. Our job as born again saints of God is the job, the duty, and the ministry of reconciliation. And I want you to know that if you refuse reconciliation, hear me today, then Christ will refuse you. That is what the Bible says. How many times do I forgive my brother? Till 70 times 7. Well, they'll do it again. Well, how about the next time you're repenting of your sins? That Christ hold you to the same standard that you're holding somebody else to. Oh, they'll do it again. Every one of us fail God in some way. But we are called every one of us into ministries of reconciliation. Church, I'm going to close with this today. We are to be reconciled unto Christ through the price paid 
through the mercy that was granted, through the blood that was shed, through the cross of Calvary. Not only by his doing, but by my doing. Because if I don't obey the gospel, then I'm lost and undone. Do you see? Even though he paid the price. And next, we are to be reconciled to one another. Everybody say one another. We are to be reconciled to one another. Amen. I want to say this. I have a son and a daughter. Now, they're perfect. You know, they never mess up. They never fail. They never have arguments. They just get along all the time. Yeah, right, huh? But I want to say this today, that when they're at odds with each other, they're always at odds with me. When I haven't done a thing. I want you to know that when you're at odds with your brethren, Brother Danny, we're at odds with God. We're at odds with our Father. You want to know why? Because we can't carry on a proper relationship with Daddy. Because we haven't repented one to another. And the lastly is this. We are ambassadors for Christ. Helping to reconcile a lost people. Unto God. Stand with me today. Do we have any ministers in the house today? Raise your hand. If, you're, if you feel a calling in your life to be a minister. Young folks, any, any in the young men? Any, any calling? Anything there? I want you to know this. That your first calling before a pulpit. is right outside of the doors of this congregation. It's, it's out yonder way. It's on the street corners. It's in the malls. It's in the city. And I want you to know that if you're a minister of the gospel, that means you're a soul winner. And I want to tell us all today, every one of us needs to be soul winners. problem that we have is that we get focused on ourselves my hurts what I judge to be right or wrong this and that and what happens is every day you spend on that you cannot spend on that I want you to know today God has called us brother Jim to win a lost world we're not professionals. We just do the best we can with what God has given us. But I want you to know this. Oh, Philip Cook, I don't want to enter the gate without having some fruit in my life. And me telling the Lord, I want one. I want one. I want you to see today. 
we can have activities. We can have fun. We can do things. And, and we do as a church. We're obligated to. We have school. But I want you to know, above anything else in this world, God has called us to reach a lost and dying world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, Brother DJ. Ain't that right? That's it. That's it. Today, I was glorifying the Lord this morning, thinking Friday evening we had chapel here. A young man that came in a little troubled last year and struggling with things and struggling with issues. I noticed as we began to do chapel and the kids laughed and we handed out some awards for those that could memorize scripture. But I began to notice at the altar, Brother Dason, he was serious. He was lifting his hands and he had his eyes closed. Sister Cook and I went over and we began to pray with old Dason. And it wasn't long before Dason was speaking in another tongue that he didn't know. Doesn't have a home church to go to. Just chapel from ACA. And I thought, God, if there's ever been a confirmation of a school, it's to reach children that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. Folks, I want you to know this. Any way you can, you are to be a minister of reconciliation. First, to God. You are to be reconciled unto God. And then, you're to be reconciled among your brethren. And there's a lost and dying world out there that needs Jesus Christ. And we are to reach them with the gospel as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, beckoning them and pleading with them, please, please be reconciled unto Christ. Could we just lift our hands and love him right now for his spirit? Come on, let's talk to the Lord for a minute. Make our voices heard in this place.